everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of My Teen Angst Has a Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Jamie. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us again. We are back at it with another round of Radio Free Roscoe episodes to cover, dissect, talk about, get way too in-depth about, and have a great time doing so. If you haven't uh, listened to the show before, this is a podcast where myself and Jamie are going back and looking at some fantastic, some fantastically bad some, you know, very well-aged cheddar and some very stinky Gouda TV shows from our past. Uh, and we are starting off with Radio Free Roscoe, a Canadian gem. Um, but yeah, Jamie, let's start things off with a little uh, a little back to, f- I don't know, back to normalcy. How are you doing? How's things going? We ha- For listeners out there, we took a week off. Uh, and so, Jamie, how's the, how's the week off been for you? Oh, wonderful. I'm having a busy but great october so uh yeah i uh i i missed this i did i missed it but but it's okay we got some stuff done so i'm ready to dive back in i'm happy to hear that um i will i will take ownership for us missing last week due to the fact it was my (laughs) birthday what would you say prior right before the weekend before yeah that weekend and i was um I was recovering physically and mentally for about like five days, so I really uh, just just couldn't do the pod, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we are back better than ever, ready to crush some great episodes. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, though, before we get started, and of course spring on you without mentioning it to you, as always, uh, this episode, <laughs> in a way, is kind of our Halloween episode, somewhat. It'll come out the week of Halloween, more okay. or less. So I am curious, right, Jamie. Right. Do you have any favorite Halloween TV specials? Does do any come to mind? Um, this can be from this era of show, or this could be just in general. Um, if you have none, that's also okay. But if one comes to mind, please, like, please feel free. I I know I do have favorite ones, but like the ones that like came into my brain immediately was like Brooklyn Nine Nine ones. Oh, those interesting. Those are always super fun. Yeah, yeah, those are great. Right, but I just because I have such set Halloween episodes, but like, oh man, I'm sure I do. What do you? What's your favorite? Well, mine, mine is a bit of a cop out, admit, admittedly, or I would consider it a cop out. But I, I fuck pretty heavily with the Great Pumpkin. Pretty big fan of the Great Pumpkin. Pretty big of fan course, of, of peanuts in general, actually. Um, Fair, I've kind of okay. had this. I mean, in I've kind of had this like a uh, revived love of peanuts and Charlie Brown later in my life. Okay. I, so I'm, I'm into even like the peanuts. I think it was 2015 movie that came out. That movie, that movie slaps. It's a great film. Okay. I would just, I just got to say, I, I somehow connect you and peanuts together anyways, because I think of the Charlie Brown dance that you do where you like right. are playing the piano, the yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those, you got You got to see it to, to really believe it. <laughs> Definitely but it's, a visual. It's great. Yes, <laughs> it is. But, uh, that's funny that you say peanuts, but I, I mean, I, I did spend the last couple, like this last week when I had free time, I watched all the Halloween Town movies because okay, shout out to Disney that. Plus for making it so much easier to watch those. Yeah, the Halloween Town um, films, really a time capsule in a lot of ways. Halloween Town four, okay, thoughts oh, yeah. on Halloween Town four? Would do you fuck with it or do but, you not? No, fuck I don't with have it? thoughts on it. Oh, I don't. Okay. I'll watch right. it, but I don't fuck with. It. I think it's stupid that they didn't bring back her, but they brought back fucking Lucas Gabriel Gabriel from who was in the like Halloween Town three. And also High School Musical, but they were like, we're not going to bring back our main chick. Yeah. Because Sarah Paxton is up and coming, and like, what happened to Sarah Paxton? So anyways. Sarah Paxton ended up being in this movie called Cheap Thrills. 
that I watched mm-hmm. for the other podcast I'm on called The Terror Table not too long ago. Hey. Uh, a little crossover <laughs> there. But more or less, you're right. She didn't end up doing much. She was in another horror movie, like uh, The How- Last House on the Left or something like that. Right. She's yeah. trying to become I do like a, actually kind of remember that. Like a, like a scream queen, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I think well, that was kind of... Honestly, the most wholesome... The most wholesome part of all of it, with Sarah Paxton aside, is that the girl who plays Marnie and the guy who plays Cal in in uh, Calabar's Revenge are yes. actually in love and what? together in real life now. Really? Oh, yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Oh, God. I've, I've seen their TikToks. Oh, man. TikTok. See... Yeah, if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that I'm definitely I'm definitely a millennial and not a Zoomer. Like, that's just a fucking fact. There's just no doubt about it. Fair. I don't know how TikTok works. Okay. I was just telling you I'm just now Kyle, understanding there Twitter. is a large, large, like, number of millennials on, on the TikTok. It's okay. But what I'm saying is... We is have I, our own thing. I guess... <laughs> what I'm saying is um, <laughs> I am feeling old now. Um so Fair. shout out hey, to happy age. birthday dude shout out age <laughs> um yeah i don't know uh, I, that's cool though i i actually like halloween town too the most that's my favorite halloween town so i'm happy that that's a good one hey haven't watched them that this year but i'm a huge fan as well um but if anyone out there disney, has disney plus disney plus i don't have disney plus i'll get there one of these days i just got the trail to watch gravity falls for two weeks and then i quit it so also shout out gravity falls that show fucking slaps um anyone out there if you have any of your favorite halloween episodes we would love to know there is no radio free roscoe halloween episode unfortunately um because time isn't real in the world of roscoe high turns out and perhaps perhaps it's time we uh we get into that so for those who haven't been following along with us um we are near at the end, basically, of season three of Radio Free Roscoe. Uh, this uh, has been a roller coaster of a season, I would say, and I think these last yeah. four episodes definitely keep in line with that same uh, kind of energy. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm excited to kind of get get through these episodes and, and whatnot. I am again going to set sort of a timer here, Jamie, just for a little background we uh, gotta. behind the scenes for people here because. We've been known to go on tangents. We don't shut up. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love the fact that we don't shut up. But uh, every now and then, I think we need to really focus on the task at hand. So I'm going to do that right now. I'm this start- isn't about us. This is about RFR, you know? This is about RFR, and this is about our loyal listenership. We actually have some interesting... We have a lot of international listeners, actually. I don't know if you've peeked behind right? the curtain. Yeah. I absolutely have, and like shout out to y'all because gonna, let's see, let me just pull it up. Give me two freaking seconds. Shout out to folks in the U.S. I mean, I guess it makes sense. RFR aired in the U.S. famously on the end, which we have talked and about at length. Took took place in I say in quotation marks. Took place, um, Ireland, <laughs> Singapore, uh, Abu Dhabi. I mean, you know, shout out France. I think I saw Hawaii listening right? as well. So um, if That's you still the United States. True. Yes, that's my bad. Absolutely. Um, if anyone, you know, is a is an international listener, and I guess when I say international, I mean not a Canadian. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out. We love to we love to hear about our uh, our fans and our um, dedicated loyal listeners. So thank you, everyone. Um, but without further ado, Jamie, should we should we get started here? Should we get into this first episode? I, I can read this one off. I am so ready. Right. Hell yeah, dive in, dude. We are officially diving. Okay. Speaking of diving, this episode is called River Deep, Roscoe High. 
Uh, of course, <laughs> episode 10 from season three. It aired October 22nd, 2004. With failing ratings, it may be the end of Cougar Radio and Kim's radio career, especially when Principal Waller puts hot guy River Pierce into the DJ seat. Meanwhile, Lily's become Ray and Travis's love shrink, making her feel completely left out of their lives. So this, I mean, wow. I really feel like more so than ever, these these last four episodes, like they're not like t- four-parter. Not, it's not like a four-parter, but they really kind of work together. Like Flowed. Absolutely. Yeah. The show is no longer just kind of this like gag of the week or like issue of the week. It's They are more or less mm-hmm. like you know, working towards the next episode together. There is a storyline happening here. And this kind of yeah. sets off a lot of that. So apparently Cougar Radio's t- ratings have tanked. Uh, and we, we get the episode opening up with uh, Robbie wanting to wipe the frown away from Kim's lips, which is the beginning of these two being very, very affectionate to one another. And, and we- so <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, like Robbie is, like, always around. Like, he always finds her. Like, it's adorable, I guess. But, like, so, only because, like, we know the story, I guess. But, like. Oh, yeah. Totally. Every time he goes to her, she's like, not now, Robbie. And he's like, why? Which becomes incredibly ironic um, later mm-hmm. on, of course. Uh, and, yeah, of that course. seems to be the thing, right? Like, these two have this relationship, but they don't really want to. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about that before where they don't want to tell the public, but I think part of it is because they kind of get off on it being secretive. I think that's definitely a thing. hundred percent. Oh, which, absolutely. Which I mean, Just straight fan fiction right here. That is straight fan fiction <laughs> coming from someone who recently watched the third 50 shades film. I can tell you that fan fiction is alive and real. Uh, we won't get into that. Funny, right I was now. literally talking. I was talking about the 50 shades, uh, franchise just last night. That's funny. 50 shades free, uh, <laughs> Freed, sorry, that's a one out of five on Letterbox. So I'll leave it at that. All uh, right, good to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to th- throw things into the mix, of course, we have River Pierce uh, just existing basically to the point where he uh, like grabs Robbie's attention and therefore Kim gets mad because she was telling him something. He just ignored her by looking at River's broken leg for some reason. That was just too much for Robbie to handle. I love how River is just this like god among men that walks around the school apparently like <laughs> I know it's so dumb. I it is dumb. Do you think so annoying? It's like seeing River in this cast with this broken leg. It did kind of did it remind me of like a specific person exactly, but I feel like this the jock or like the athletic kids like having a broken leg was always kind of a thing in high school like do you know what i'm talking about like that was kind of yeah i do it it kind of meant something like oh so and so like got hurt like at the game like wow like they must be important like i didn't follow sports at all in high school but it's like there'd be like dudes would show up on their crutches and i'd be like yo sick sports injury bro like it that that's there's something about. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a thing. There's I literally I, I literally remember people like I remember actual names of people who had broken limbs because of sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess like high school sports in general is kind of this weird microcosm during high school that is only important then. Yeah. And maybe that is just part of it, but it 
us being super removed from that in high school, even even we felt something like, oh, that's important <laughs> because they have a broken You're right. So Ooh. that kind of seeing River like that reminded me of those weird, like, I don't know, high school hierarchy things that happen. It's like mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of sad in a way. But meanwhile, though, we have Lily who is desperately trying to get her band No Man's Land on the lineup for the Roscoe Soundwave. Which I, which they don't really explain what the sound wave is, but I can only imagine it's like no, a battle of the bands type. That's thing. what I just assumed. It was like yeah. a battle of the bands, but yeah, did we don't get much. And did we even get ex- much explanation at the time? No. Did we even get much explanation about No Man's Land besides like the one time? Do you remember anything? I feel like. Uh, we... I don't know. I feel like they've kind of been like a growing presence. Yeah. In the last like bunch of episodes. And this, I think, I don't know, like there's always that right. background music side. And I think it's safe to I say guess. that like Lily's um, involvement in No Man's Land is definitely the best thing that Lily Randall, the singer, um, has done thus far. <laughs> Absolutely. That is, that you are very correct there, yes. Um, and the whole sound wave thing. She needs it. The whole sound wave thing becomes kind of like an arc in itself and luckily yeah. for all you listeners out there we're gonna cover all that shit because there's a lot more hell yeah there's a lot of sound wave yeah. to get into um it's true so also the, the other side of it is that lily's uh stressed about sound wave i guess they're just waiting to hear if they got in but meanwhile uh ray is just like so like last episode ray does the mr roscoe pageant he does the poem the spoken word for lily and she hates it and then in the end she's kind of like wait he just professes love i should like I should go for it, right. but he has already moved on because she initially was like, "No, you did this wrong." So GTFO, essentially, right? So now here we are. Ray is this ladies' man, and he comes down the stairs. Is like, "Oh, how about like plans with my favorite girl for pizza or some shit?" And Lily's like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah, sounds great." But he's got a headphone in, and he's yeah. like on his cell phone. And I just had a good laugh at that because it's like the little fucking headset. And I mean, like, I realize this is still a modern day thing where you wear headphones and like you have the microphone. Yeah. But that's yeah. not what this was. This is wearing one of those headsets and yeah. like talking to someone on the phone. It, it's like a specific <laughs> it's just funny for at the time. It's a specific era of the headset holding, too. Yeah, holding his little like Nokia phone or whatever. Like, and yeah, it wasn't it just, even. It was hilarious. It wasn't even like the Bluetooth headset. <laughs> it was like a weird wired like. God, no. I'm an God, important no. <laughs> person with my headset right now. Okay, so yeah. I'm glad you brought but this Lily up. Lily doesn't, like, notice that. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought this up because I'm curious, from your perspective here, does this even make any sense? Like, based on what happened at the Mr. Roscoe pageant, does it make any sense yeah. that people would be into Ray? Like, do you think... I mean, I guess there's that level of, like, he did this really, like what what to some people was like a romantic gesture yeah so like and and then was turned down but that was very like bold of him so i guess like to some girls that might be like you know they might be like wow i wish he did that for me or something i don't know like it just i mean there was like what like 12 people in the audience at that pageant thing anyways like who really saw it you know (laughs) I guess I think it's true. just it's the confidence <laughs> it's the confidence because this has happened like in a couple different times where Ray suddenly is just like Mr. Hotshot there's zero reason behind it he just all of a sudden is and I hate it and it's not realistic and okay well thank you that's, the, that's stupid that's, that's what I needed to know because I was watching this and I was like this can't be this can't be like real at all but then I thought well I don't know maybe that is like 
is that some like weird like there's some weird like charisma no. exuding off of Ray Brennan that I'm I'm not I'm not I like, mean <laughs> Yeah, I don't see it. I don't get it, but like Okay. They've they've done it before in the show, so whatever. Sure. That's okay. just what they're doing. So Ray is officially a ladies' man, basically. Which in a which yeah. in a way he's kind of manifested, which I guess is interesting, <laughs> but like at the same time it's it's a bit hard to believe. Uh, yeah, and through this though he is completely ignoring Lily, um, almost rightfully so to an extent, just because like yeah. he knows like or at least in Ray's perspective he's like well that ship has sailed so I try to find yeah. someone else basically, and Lily is. Yeah how we've talked about she's just i mean i don't know maybe more confused than ever i guess um yeah i don't know it i i kind of as the episode goes on i made this comment pretty quickly though where like so they're they're really the focus here is that ray is now ray has all these dates he has this day planner that he's writing all it's hilarious because like love like day like i know day planners are still a current day thing shout out longtime listener jane harder but like Day planners at the time were very different, and it just True. like him writing in his little day planner of all of his dates is just like hilarious to me. Um, he's doing that. Meanwhile, Travis is writing lovey dovey emails to Bridget. Yes, and no one's paying attention to Lily, and I'm just like, Lily, like they literally like wouldn't leave you alone for like multiple Thank you. episodes. That's exactly. And now you're just like, and now you're like, why aren't they paying attention to me? It's like, yeah, Lily, because you sh- you literally rejected both of them. Well, kind. I guess Travis just moved on on his own, but like, oh, like, but for a while she did for sure. Totally right. Yeah. So I'm just like, like shitty. I mean, I'm sure like it's it you know a, good, a but... different it's transition for her totally. But I'm just like, girl. Like you kind of asked for this. You never know what you have till it's gone, huh? Yeah, I have to mention about the Travis thing too. Is like Travis's character, like who kinda, is he? Kind of changes all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. There's right? a couple things. That, it's like he's dropped that mysterious thing, right? Let's. Like, it's just he's a bit more open, weird. which I guess like has been like a developing the, go- plot the goal. Point. I guess the goal. Yeah. The only thing though is like I don't. Like in no world do I think that Travis should have a hard time writing love letters. If anything, I feel like that's something you should be good at. Like you know, based on what right. we know him as a uh, person, I guess. Uh, as miscommunication, he should have exactly. no trouble here. So okay, I found that a little bit weird. Uh, he's just almost like yeah. cartoony now, but yeah. It's well, and it kind of we we said this when like when Bridget appeared in the last episodes. She was very like conveniently placed. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like she like this this character conveniently appeared, and suddenly we get more background on Travis as a character. Um, and now she's gone, but still like still in the story. But he is just I don't know. He's just it's yeah very different. It's kind of like since she I is such a. Like, I think they didn't know what to. I feel like they just didn't know what to do with him at this point. No, I think you're right. I think since he is such a, or sorry, Bridget is such like a big plot convenience that now Travis is too, for some reason, like yeah. <laughs> just in general. And I know that changes. I like, I know he, his, his plot changes, um, yeah. in a bit, but it just, it, I completely like what happened, like, yeah, it well, was just such like a drastic change. In a way, like 
him and Bridget's relationship is kind of how like Kim and Robbie's was for a little bit where it was kind of just like this side thing happening yeah where like I guess it's still that way but it's definitely a lot more prominent in the show um although this one just feels a bit more forced I think like the Robbie and Kim stuff I think it was kind of the same like intention but it always felt a bit more natural this totally this yeah we watched the growth yeah yeah I mean, I, you could say we did for this too, but it just feels so much quicker. Um, nonetheless, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. <laughs> and it's a we- weird. It's a weird follow up too because, um, I don't know. Like the the postcards falling from the sky was kind of this like epic scene, and it kind of yeah was sort of this epic thing for uh, Travis and Bridget. And yeah, I don't know. This e online well, relationship they have is just oh not really exciting. <laughs> No, not at all. Well, and like I don't know, you just think of like when when the Lily Travis drama was happening after they kissed, and like he just like had nothing to say about it. You know, he was just kind of like, "Okay, well, we should just move on, I guess." But also, yeah. I have feelings for Lily, but he didn't have much to say about it. And now he's like, "I'm writing love emails to Bridget. Can you help me?" I added a kissy face animation, <laughs> and it's God. like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> yeah, that is weird. He says something. He's like. Uh, Bridget and I have an instant messenger dated eight. Um, I'm going to go to the library to get some poetry. It felt like that was like, that was, that, that was like an automated response. It was like an AI writing right? this, like this line there. So I don't know. Something's oh. a little bit weird there, but anyhow, um, on the other side of the coin here, uh, since Cougar Radio is failing in the ratings, Waller takes the initiative to bring River Pierce onto Cougar Radio um to basically of course he does turn the show around um which in in a way i kind of forgot about this aspect of the show but i know that it makes the most sense for like river as a character to like infiltrate every aspect of the show yeah um yeah and I'll he, probably, that really that's literally what it is right yeah. like he they tossed him in here as this like potentially like good thing and I'm so, I just hate him. I'm so curious how we're going to feel about him by, at the end of this because, to be honest... I know. I think it changes. I think it does because my, like, memory of River Pierce was always, like... He's kind of, like, the cool guy. He's kind of an asshole, but, like, he's good overall. <clears throat> at this point, yeah. he's completely a villain. So, I do think yeah. things will take a change. We'll kind of get an understanding of, like, why he is the way he is, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. He gets thrown into Cougar Radio to i don't know i guess just spread his charm because i mean say what you want about the guy he does have a lot of charm yeah people people are always listening to his stories in the hallway so waller's like what if they listen to his stories on the radio haha i mean it's uh sound advice it makes sense i get it (laughs) um however of course kim is uh (laughs) upset and robbie feels bad for kim um and to cover up for it he says he feels bad for in a strictly so so socio sociological perspective i don't think it made sense what he said i had to write it down it's sociological and i looked it up i don't think it makes any sense so that's robbie having having some pseudoscience for us trying to be smart anyways fair enough uh (laughs) and uh i don't know it the ongoing saga of like is cougar radio going to be successful or not um I just couldn't care less. If anything, at this point, I Literally. want more about RFR. We don't get enough RFR talk these days. No, not even a little, right? We just, it just exists in the background. Which, I mean, maybe that's the point. I guess in a lot of ways it is, but whatever. 
so Robbie is always good guy Robbie I guess to the for the most part he is sticking up for Kim and he feels bad for her uh, and uh, they have now hired on GRP the Great River Pierce for Cougar Radio um, I kind of forgot about River being considered GRP or even the Great River Pierce uh, anyone who is the great anything I think probably has too big of an ego to deserve the great so that's how right. I feel about that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and Lily kind of just has this, like, I guess chip on her shoulder for the whole episode. Like, and in a way, I get it. Like, Lily is trying just to hang out with her friends, and they're all just bailing on her. Like, that sucks. Uh, Ray straight <laughs> that up. That does suck. It does suck. Ray straight up just bails on Lily for, like, some random girl, and then he wants, like, advice on, like, how to hang out with her or how to, like, get with her. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit like I don't know it's a bit confusing you're right for like what you pointed out earlier because Lily not only is she upset that her friends don't want to hang out with her which sucks don't get me wrong but she also has these two other like really good friends that she could easily just spend time yeah. with eventually it takes a whole it's episode just like, it's just her her old friends I guess right and I mean and yeah I guess it is shitty for like yeah for like both of them to yeah. now be talking about like other girls and she's just like ah shit but so what do you think? I get it on some level, but it's just annoying. Totally. What do you think, though, yeah. about, like, eventually the episode kind of comes to a turning point where Lily stands up for herself, I guess, or she kind of, like, is vocal about how she's feeling. What do you think yeah. about what she says to them? Because she says to Travis, like, how do you feel if I was always talking to you about some guy? And Travis is like... Yeah. But do you think Travis would I guess would I care? wouldn't like that. <laughs> I don't know if he would, to be honest. Um... <laughs> Like if it, no, but I guess like they have previously like like made fun of Lily anytime she has feelings for anybody. Okay, so it's different, That's I fair. guess. Like they yeah. they they've made fun of her, but like it's not like uh being annoyed necessarily. But she also like I don't know. She's never been that way to them. Like she's never she's never like gushed over a guy to them. See, that's kind so, of what like I, was I don't know. Like I understand, and I also Ray. think it's like yeah, and I don't know. I guess like I I kind of read it as like a uh. I mean, maybe it wasn't actually even supposed to be taken this way, but, like, to me, I kind of read it from, like, her eyes. It's, like, how would you feel if I was talking about some other guy while you had feelings for me? Right. Yeah. Kind of thing? But that's, like, they she didn't say that, so maybe that's not what it meant. No, I, I know what you mean. I was thinking yeah. that as well, but I'm, like, hard to say if that was even the point. I guess what I'm trying to say is I kind of felt bad for Travis almost because Travis is just literally trying to have, like, some female perspective to help him. And, like, sure, he was being so, annoying. You're right. He was being annoying for yeah. sure, but I mean, I don't know. I think Lily should have like just brought her anger down on Ray in this yeah. case. <laughs> well, and I think Lily's main anger here too, like she didn't like hearing about all this. She's mad about the Ray stuff because she wants him to be to want her. Um, the Travis stuff, I feel like she's not that annoyed that it's like Bridget stuff. It, it's more so, I guess, she just wants them to ask about her, and they aren't. Which I that's kind of what it comes down to is that they 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 just aren't like. <sighs> you're right that's exactly you know like they're, they're yeah because like they literally all hang out and like she's like yeah guys like celebration dinner this is great and they're like lily uh can you actually help us with girl things again and she's like and so she like won't tell them about the sound wave stuff that that surprise they got into sound wave yeah i mean never saw that yeah. coming i uh <laughs> i guess <sighs> yeah i guess it's too bad it's it's it, she just wants to share the love with her friends and it can't happen and yeah that is frustrating um, of course, though, Robbie being 
just the world's best friend. He knew about right? Soundwave and he made her, as what, far as I'm concerned, a Build-A-Bear to give her. And uh, <laughs> How relatable. Very relatable. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. I think we may have, actually. But Maybe one, touched on it. At one point, uh, Jamie and a uh, friend of the show, Maggie, made me a wonderful uh, Build-A-Bear from Ireland. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, I think we did, the Kyle actually. Bear. The Kyle Bear, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and actually, this bear had like a red band, like red bandana armband, which is a little bit too uh, similar. It kind of, kind of freaked me out actually. But um, shout did out to Maggie bear. and I subconsciously? I'm wondering build that bear. I don't know without realizing it. Maybe to, to be honest, I think the build a bear you guys made me. I think at one point I literally told you exactly what build a bear I'd want. Like I think like. I think at one point I said, I want this with the with the bad data with the roaring sound effect. And uh anyways, besides the point. Uh friendship. <laughs> friendship, exactly. Robbie and Lily uh have the most wholesome friendship out of all. It's been it's been a recurring That's theme. True. Um mm-hmm. meanwhile though with River and Kim and Robbie, Robbie overhears this conversation with River, where River is basically conning his way into getting a parking spot. Like I guess Waller's own parking spot, a credit for class by being on Cougar Radio and his own very own show on Cougar Radio, just by being who he yeah. is. Um, and his catchphrase, also, of course, is "It's cake," which is also his license plate. Turns out I used the term "It's cake" at work last week, and I literally like in my head was like, "Oh, oh no!" I don't know where did I, that come from. I've ever said it's cake. Like it's so it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god. Artifarble. No one reacted weird. It was fine. Do you yeah, do you think anyone even knows? Like, do you think any of our coworkers know RFR? <laughs> uh everyone I've asked have been every anytime anyone asked me, like, oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, uh it's like our ring old shows. We're starting with Radio Free Roscoe and they're like, You're so young, I don't know any of these shows, and I'm like, You're literally three years older than me, like stop making it weird. That's the thing about this this particular show, I do think it's like in this weird limbo of like yeah age gaps. Like I feel like because I can understand what your coworkers are saying. I get that. But like at the same time, like I know they've probably seen it, they just didn't realize what the show is. Um Totally. Anyway. I'm actually sorry, just just like super side note, uh going back to TikTok, which I watched a lot of because I have a life. Um, I've come across a couple videos of people being like like shows you from your childhood you totally forgot about or like Canadian shows you totally forgot about and like Radio for Roscoe comes up and people in the comments are all just like, Oh my god, I can't I totally forgot about this show and like part of me wants to like comment and be like, Yo, check out my podcast, like it's about (laughs) this right now. But also like I never ever interact with anything on on TikTok at all. So I don't. But I'm like I'm like, guys, like I think it's out there. And people are like, Oh my god, I missed the show and it's like I want to comment and be like, Yo, it's on YouTube, check it out. I mean you could do that. Shout out to Grastig Goki, our 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 number one uh source for your boy Radio Free Roscoe. Or your girl, I don't know. We're not sure. Our uh just our our person. We love you. Um yeah, I think it's safe to say we're kind Anyways. of, I'm, at least myself, I'm scared of social media to some extent. I don't think I'd have the courage to comment my podcast on TikTok. That's just yeah, a exactly. sentence I have a hard time even saying. I rarely, that. I don't bring it up to coworkers either. It just like comes up sometimes and I'm like, Ooh. Ah, yes. The podcast life. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. Anyways, it's kind of like a cool tattoo. Like you're not sure if you should show your tattoo or not, but you're proud of it still. <laughs> it's, it's like a tattoo across my stomach where I'm like, is it too personal to show this? Yeah, right. You just. You're bearing your soul via your, your <laughs> There podcast. you go. Okay. 
Anyway, I got, we got to finish this part of the we episode. We're, we're almost so there. Robbie, there. Robbie and, uh, yeah, like, so Robbie hears all this stuff with uh, River Pierce conning his way into Cougar Radio stuff. And he calls him out in the hallway, as he does. And um, he's just, Robbie comes at him every time with, like, I'm just going to expose you for what you are. And that's the phony. Like, you're just like, like, and then he, oh, my God, he's faking the broken leg. Holy shit. That's actually pretty And Robbie's up. like... It, yeah, it is. So Robbie's like, Robbie kind of like steals his crutches, honestly. It's kind of funny. He's like, Robbie, what if you're wrong? I was thinking you're, that. You're an like, asshole. I can't, think of, but the, can't was, think of the show exactly, but I know there's a show where that, that has happened. I don't, I can't remember what. Yeah, and it's is, like, but, yeah. So whatever. He was, he was right. And he's like, ooh, you're going to, like, I can't, I see your plan. You're going to come back for the last game and be the hero with your save, with your leg that's not broken or healed or whatever. And River's just like, you can tell whoever you want, like, who's going to believe you? And I'm just like, wow. Robbie, every single conversation you have with River is just him gaslighting you. Every single conversation. You always come in with all this power, and he always just fucking, like, just runs you over. And it's just ridiculous. So anyways, Robbie kind of held on. He was like, Do you wanna, like, you know, maybe maybe they won't, but uh, you want to, like, take that chance? And he gets him. <laughs> Robbie wins. Robbie wins he, the end. He got him. Yeah. The... So Kim, Kim doesn't lose her show. And, and all eventually, is well in Roscoe High. And eventually, Robbie and Kim um, make out in Mickey Starge's closet because that's um, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and fan fiction is what that is. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fan service for sure, right there. Yeah, the it's just a complete fact at this point that River Pierce is a piece of shit. The broken leg thing was just uh, a <laughs> just a way to solidify that. Um, I don't know. Uh, any like final thoughts on this episode? Like the way I kind of view this one is, I feel like it leads into some really like more juicy details. Mm-hmm. Kind of continue. Yeah, on. that's why I kind of want. I want to like get going because I. I feel that the next episodes are better. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, I will mention a few songs that were in this episode because there were some good tracks. Yes, please. There was a song about. Yeah, a... man. Like these songs were f- like. Totally. Oh, it's gotten so much better. Yeah, and I I think it's totally just of that era of music that like we were like growing up with you know like the planet smashers was just a little bit before our time you know so uh we we got like the red hot valentine i saw them well yeah who hasn't (laughs) we've all seen the planet smashers but (laughs) um yeah we had the red hot valentines with all you get and we have sherwood again which is a band that played um Mm -hmm. last week on an episode the song i'll see i'll see that you aren't woken up and then we have a band called kiddo (laughs) <laughs> which is kind of a fun name. Hmm. This could take forever, which is that one song where it's like, this could take forever, which I think has been in the show a couple times already, actually. So. Yeah, definitely re- recognize that one. So shout out to kiddo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, pretty solid episode, but I think you are right. Let's get into the next one. Jamie, do you want to hit us with this next one here? Yeah, dude, let's go. So season three, episode 11, uh, Lil and Grace. <laughs> hilarious because i love will and grace uh aired november 26th of 2004 correct okay uh ray and lily decide to set each other up with someone who will be perfect for the other or could they be talking about each other meanwhile robbie is jealous of travis's worldly experience short and sweet that is nice cool point yeah (laughs) yeah so fucking classic like (laughs) set up on a blind date with someone random but like oh are we talking about each other? Yeah, I kind of liked this actually. Stupid. I thought it was kind of funny because um, I did too. But also, 
like in a way i was also just like i felt secondhand embarrassment the whole time yeah it's kind of like um sort of like annoying to watch and i I don't (laughs) want to come off too mean-spirited here but i have had this growing kind of disdain for lily randall for a, a couple months now basically uh, and the whole time we've been watching this, you <laughs> mean? The whole time we've been doing this show. And in a way, I kind of felt some, like, good satisfaction of, like, Lily kind of getting her comeuppance wow. for being so, like, I don't know, like, how do I put it? It's kind of that same way she was She's at- just very... You go ahead, because I'm curious. Yeah, she's, she's... I don't know. I just feel like, uh, with the whole, with the whole Ray thing, she's always been pretty pre- presumptuous of, like... Yes, yes. She deserves him. Which, like she's very like she's very like he's my friend and he he liked me and I like him now, so he should be mine. But she also like still has not said that to him. Not even once. So it's just I don't know. She, not even once. Literally not even once. So like she's she has this weird presumption that like he knows that she has these feelings, but like she has never confirmed them to him. No. So I don't know. It. I, I just find it yeah. annoying because I, I, I see what you mean. Like especially with the whole like um, Mr. Roscoe pageant debacle, where even like Parker kind of called her out, just being like, "Well, what do you like? Yeah. What did you want with the situation?" Like, man, shout out to Parker. Yeah. Still such a, oh, a solid friend. Probably the best character on the show right now. Honestly, yes, <laughs> I totally agree. And so I don't know, yeah. like. Basically, what we're we're kind of setting up here is this situation where Lily finally, to her credit, I suppose, decides that she wants to ask Ray on a date. Um, okay, hold but... on, hold on, hold on. Okay, we gotta set the scene. We gotta set the scene. Ray, you're correct. Lily, uh, Lily's like, I I kind of want to go for it. Ray has all these dates. This is a continue from the last episode where Ray has all of these dates that he keeps setting up, and on and also day. like double booking. Yeah, double booking himself because his does that does that this episode where his yes, cal- no that was the last one his well, calendar both. that was the last episode yeah yeah his day planner that he's been using is from like the last year so all of his dates are wrong. Oh, God, which is so, that's actually a funny gig. Right. That's a funny gig. Super hilarious. He's like, oh, no wonder this was so cheap. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so that's funny. But so he's he's still doing it though. Like he's he's setting up all these multiple dates and he ends up like he cancels on Lily for like a hangout because he mixed up his days or something or he double booked or whatever. Anyways, whatever. Ray kind of, or uh, Lily kind of blasts him on air. Yes. And because does. they get a call from, they get a call from a, from a girl who was like, I don't know if this guy's actually into me. Like I, I'm into him, but I don't know if he takes it as seriously as I do. And they all realize while she's talking is that like this girl's talking about Ray. So they're all like, yeah, Ray, you fucking slime ball direct dude. And Lily totally just like, she's like, well, here's what you do. You know, he canceled on your plans last minute. Just go to Mickey's by yourself, knowing full well Ray is going to be there with other another girl. And it's just hilarious. So, yeah. after the show, they're all at Mickey's because that's the only place anyone goes. That's all that exists, yeah. And they all watch this happen. Like, Ray show up with one girl and then run into the other girl who they pretty much said to go there. And then there's a third girl. And, like, Ray gets John Tuckered so hard wow, with all really three does. girls just... Just like going in and they like push him down and they pour a drink on his head and it's just like honestly felt great to watch. I loved it. He so gets, he gets John Tucker. Lily like, takes this 
He gets John Tucker in like the first five minutes of this episode. Things move really fast. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he has no reality of the situation at hand. Like it's, it's kind of embarrassing for <laughs> right? everyone. It's hilarious. So Lily takes this moment. She's with Parker. And she's like, should I ask him out now? Right now, this yeah. this moment. Seems and like a good she's time. like, while he's at his lowest, absolutely, you should. <laughs> hilarious. That is pretty funny. Um. <laughs> I like slightly earlier earlier in the episode, there's this part, though, where Ray is basically bragging about how he has three dates at the same day and still doesn't realize how that's a bad idea. And the two other guys are, like, trying to give him props for it. But Lily is like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, why is this a good thing? And they are both kind of like, oh, yeah, haha, that's not cool. But I thought that was funny because... But also... I thought it was funny because it just shows that, like... These are still teenage boys, and they're both—they're all stupid yeah. still. <laughs> they sure are. So, yeah. Anyways, Lily does it though. Lily, Lily goes does, up to him, yeah. and yeah, they. What does she do? Like, like does she does she prompt it or does he? Where she's like, I know someone who would be perfect for you. I actually, yeah, I guess remember. she starts it. Hey, I think it's her because she starts I a conversation. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she kind of is like, I know someone who, you know, she's she's a lot like me. Which, like, Lily, like, you fucked it up right from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. Because like you, 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 oh, my God. But she's like, yeah, I, I know this girl who's a lot like me. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you guys would make a good pair or some shit. And he's like, oh, you know what? Because I have someone who's kind of like me as well who it'd be great to set up with you. And it's just like, like it's like cute banter, but it's like they aren't on the same page. No, not at all. They are not, and like, and like, I feel like I could, could you read that from the TV? Cause like, I think maybe, maybe it's just because like, I've seen the episode before, but like even watching the conversation, it was clear as day. It I was felt clear like they, as day. Yeah. That they were not on the same page here, which so Lily, so Lily is pumped. She's like, they're both, they agree. We're like, okay, we'll set each other up with someone on a blind date tomorrow night. He leaves and she's just like, oh my God, I have a date with Ray. So excited. And I'm just like, it was really awkward to watch. Honestly, she like does a little dance and. I'm yeah the, actually the part, just, yeah. the part where she does kind of I don't know congratulate herself about getting this date with Ray is something that I actually very much remember where she's like Ray wants to be my boyfriend because he likes me he wants to kiss me I totally remember that that's actually just another one of those like Rio Firasco like I don't know ingrained moments in my brain yeah though mm-hmm. I could not agree more like watching that was hard to watch and it was also hard to watch because I knew what was coming next. Like, I knew nothing good was going yeah. to come. And I knew I was going to just cringe more. Exactly. Which exactly. is... Exactly. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think... I don't know how you could read that as, like, clearly... What's also sad about this is clearly Lily is so, like, unable to recognize social cues that she is worse than Ray Brennan at this point. And that's how you know these characters have really, <laughs> have really changed. Regressed. Yes, regressed for sure. So that is that is hilarious and in a really unfortunate way. But It's just funny because we've, we've talked about this before, but it's super funny that, like, now that the, now that the like, roles have reversed... Lily acts exactly like Ray does in trying to get totally. Ray. She's doing exactly the same kind of shit that Ray did to try to get Lily where the other side was not reciprocating. And it's just super, it's just super funny that that's how it. Yeah. It does kind of come off. It comes off, I guess, more comedic than anything. Um, and other shows, I could see this coming off like a bit more toxic. Like if Ray was actually a toxic person, he'd be like, kind of yeah. like it's just Stockholm he's more clueless. Her into being like that but he's just too clueless to have that yeah. like reaction yeah 
Yeah, it's totally. it is it's interesting that way. Um, I guess we can just knock out this B plot because the B plot in this episode, there's not a lot to digest. Minor as hell. It's minor. Basically, they were like, we need to do something with Travis and Robbie. Which I do like seeing these two together actually quite a bit because I think they work, I mean too. They work really well together. Uh, Robbie is basically yeah. just like, I don't know, really proud of his like knowledge of Roscoe. He's proud of this baseball that he has from like this local legend. From a minor leaguer. Yeah, I don't know. it. It's just like things yeah. that are interesting to him or important to him and Travis doesn't really yeah. knock them he's more so just kind of trying to relate with him but the things that he's trying to relate w- to yeah. tra- Robbie with sorry are things that are like far more importance I guess in like a worldly yeah. viewpoint and Robbie is yeah. jealous of that but what's actually interesting though is what I like about this dynamic is Robbie isn't like purely jealous he's not like spiteful towards Travis he's just kind of yeah. like feels like he's missing out like he He's just like, mm-hmm. he's just down about it. He's not necessarily like, oh, I fucking hate Travis because... He's not mad at Travis yeah, about yeah. it, yeah. And Travis isn't like especially, yeah. um, he's not super showy. In a way, there's like times where he's like, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the Buddha thing. He always talks about Buddha to the point where it's pretentious, but it's also to the point where that's just what he knows. That's just who he is, right? Yeah. So at a certain point, you kind of yeah. have to give him slack for that. That's kind of how this reads as well. Like, I don't know what you thought. No, I know. And I, I think this is something we've we've talked about with Travis before is that he's not like all of his his worldly experience or whatever. Like he's he's never used it to like to like make himself better than yeah, the rest of them. Totally. It's just what he it's just the experience he has. And he just he doesn't know other any other way but to use it in like basic conversation because it's all he's got. Right. Yeah. So even in this, like he's I just feel like he is trying to relate to Robbie in a lot of ways. But it's all he has. Like he's just like, yeah, and in, in back in Hong Kong and all this, and Robbie's just like, ah, all, all I've got is Roscoe, and he's just like, okay, but all I have is Hong Kong. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's true. No, it's uh, and I think they actually handle the show handles that pretty well. I think I kind of, I actually, yeah. as minor as this B plot was, because tell me, trust me, it's very minor. It was kind of nice minor. and sincere. Um, yeah. It, it, well, and Robbie, like, Robbie gets really upset. He's just like, he's like, you've just like, you know, you're, we're the same age and you've done all this like worldly experience. And I'm like, like, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, Robbie, you're 14. It's the fact that you haven't really left Roscoe is not that weird. Not like that's, all. it's okay. You're in high school. Like, like, unless you, yeah. exactly. Like, unless you have like a, like a privileged fuck family who's taking you to these fun places. Like all of the coolest places I've ever been in my life. I went with other people's families because they were like, yeah, you can come with. And my parents were like, well, we're fucking never taking you there. So like, yeah, by all means here, go on this family vacay with a different family. Like I, it's I okay, Robbie, you'll, these are, these you'll get over it. I mean, you should be very <laughs> grateful that my parents drove you to Edmonton, Alberta. So or sorry, Calgary, Listen, Alberta. Kyle, I, <laughs> yes, Edmonton and Calgary in a two-day span yeah. for Warp Tour. It was 100% worth it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it just it's just funny that, he, like, Robbie's so upset about it. But it's, like, Travis has been a lot of places that most, like, by the time you're 14, most people, like, by the time you're 24, most people have not traveled that much, exactly, you know? Exactly, yeah. It's a like, really unique scenario. It's, people, it's okay. The average person and, is not And Travis is like, I'm sorry, my father's a diplomat. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that funny. was really funny. <laughs> it's like, what? What can I say? Yeah, um, he's just like, this is my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and there's a couple of funny so, exchanges anyway, it's, between them too. Like, uh, Robbie yeah. gets Travis a bubble tea, and he's like, yeah, it's a brand new drink. First, if it's kind in the city, and then Travis Kate. is like, oh yeah, by the way, I had a bubble tea machine in my school. <laughs> Which so is kind of when, a low blow. When I first like saw this was my first 
this first time ever like seeing bubble tea when like we had bubble tea here like when we when whatever when you were able to get them here yeah wherever you were able to get them from i never got them it wasn't really for me but like i knew in my head i was like i knew it from right here for roscoe oh, really? and like and, and people yeah. were like yeah there's these little like these little things at the bottom i'm like they taste like snot because robbie says they taste like snot <laughs> oh my so, god like, I, that was that's a that's the thing that carried over for me has radio free roscoe added to the north american public conscious of bubble tea and the canon of the snot i think it has i think it has i'd say so that's interesting <laughs> no bubble it's true though it's funny though yeah 2004 that like makes sense of like <laughs> north right? america's uh consumption of bubble tea definitely started around then i think that checks out that's funny definitely it, of our i have some great memories of like the local uh <laughs> land the local like arcade shout out to the cove campus mm-hmm. cove doesn't exist anymore but shout out campus cove they made bubble tea there that was actually uh, pretty rare for the time anyways mm-hmm. uh, that's very besides the point uh this kind of culminates in the in the climax of the episode so we'll we'll revisit that b-plot a little bit at the end but yeah we should get back to what ray and lily are up to so lily is very excited because she's stoked to have a date with ray because as far as she's concerned her and ray are going on a date tonight it's gonna be a big deal and while they're doing the show it's the oh god what's the sh- what's the segment it's called he said she said it's not quite that it's something a little bit different. no oh it is because like in my head i also yeah. thought he said she said but it's but it's uh he talk she talk yeah, he talks, she talks, that sounds right. Something okay. like that. Which is... Anyhow, the whole dynamic right. of the show previously, though, is that Ray would say something, I don't know, somewhat chauvinistic, and then Lily would give her perspective on it uh, and rebuttal mm-hmm. it. Uh, but in this case, Ray says something like it's incredibly sexist, where he's like, women doing male sports, are you kidding me? They can't even get angry when they're wearing the same shirt. Oh my God, there's no way. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh and fuck. <laughs> Lily comes back and like, okay, Lily, what's your what's your response? And Lily's like, yeah, no, I think uh, I think he makes some great points. I uh, yeah, what? I agree. That just makes no sense. And they're all just like, like Lily, like Ray, Lily. Ray says like potentially the most ridiculous thing he's he's maybe ever said on the show, like at least top five, I would say. Yeah. And, and yeah. Lily's like, I don't know, seems cool, seems chill to me. Yeah, checks out. Agreed. I hate when someone wears what I wear. <laughs> like <laughs> which okay this is what i'm saying this is why lily is annoying because like i can't even like i can't even trust her to be like this like strong character anymore where she just fucking breaks so quickly to raise bullshit yeah and won't even like call him out yeah. like sure you can like the guy but you still gotta call him and check him on his bullshit like <sighs> anyway yeah that annoyed don't that- lose your values absolutely <sighs> anyhow that annoyed me a little bit but so even up until this point, and the reason she's so excited or she's being so, I don't know, nice. neglecting and nice <laughs> of his whatever bullshit he's spewing out, she's, uh, is just because she thinks they're going on a date and Ray still like has yet to like clue into that, but he doesn't necessarily, it's not his job to, because he was the one like being pretty clear, like, oh, I have like someone who's not me for you tonight. Yeah. Um, and of course, that person ends up being his buddy from church, Mark. Oh my God, this fucking killed me. Apparently, Mark, Ray my goes buddy to from church. church. <laughs> right? That's me. I was like, oh, apparently, Ray's a churchgoer. Huh. <laughs> that's an added bonus. I don't know why I found that so funny. I really did. Um, no, me too. It was just so random. Like, 
there's been no talk of any kind of religion or anything in this whole show and they're just like yeah my buddy from church and it's like oh but it like also kind of checks out because i could see ray's family being churchgoers like it, it makes sense to me to set it away but anyhow sure <laughs> um, yeah. so at this point sorry we... honor sorry sorry hold on hold on i'm sorry honorable mention oh sure um the the date the date that they're going on is to um uh karaoke night at mickey's which right. is different from from like open mic from night. open mic night different. because it's karaoke night and yes. you're singing karaoke um parker volunteers to mc which is fantastic um ed and ted <laughs> They're the are gems. really They're involved gems. they they and honestly i thought it was just adorable because they get up there on stage and they sing their song um but i was like yo fuck bring back entropy we need more entropy fuck. in our lives oh it's also adorable because they literally dedicate the song to each other which is just yeah oh my god like, this is dedicated to my best friend in the entire world ed ed my other best no, friend ed, ed ed i once again i was gonna say bill again <laughs> honestly at this point they're very close although ted just looks like sonny more more and more every day um true yeah so the karaoke is going on mark is introduced to lily and this is when lily clues in that she has uh just totally fucked up uh yeah read every single situation incorrectly so she grabs parker and she says parker you have to help me you have to find someone for this date and oh, just so happens there happens to be someone right next to them who earlier in the episode actually Ray bumped into. Uh, that was our While they're talking about like, it's a whole thing. They yeah. they are having a conversation about how meeting a girl just by like fate. And mm-hmm. he gets up and was like, oh, how am I going to meet a girl that way? And runs into this girl and is like, oh, sorry. And they don't mention it. And then later in the episode, she shows up and is this random girl that Lily's like, hey, help help a girl out. I, I need you to which honestly fucking dumb though i just just hold on stupid they go to this girl and they're just like hey we need like i need your help see that guy over there he's got such a big crush on you just be honest just be like hey i fucked up i thought i was going on a date with this guy but he brought someone else for me i need you to be my fake date for him jamie and just clearly make it all clear from the get-go come on jamie stupid nobody on this show is on i'm asking too much you're asking way too much of these people it's just (sighs) it's just not a, it's not it's not a possibility we get introduced to the one and only grace out of complete um negligence due to lily <laughs> and classic and grace is down <laughs> she's down just, i'm sorry one second they also is that not how he got with his first girlfriend because of oh kind of complete yeah yeah, yeah negligence right. pretty much a pretty similar Anyways. Which I think even at yeah. that point when we watched that episode is was kind of confusing to me because it reminded me of this a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I, think okay. you're, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. So, yeah, Grace is down to help Lily, like, be her date for Ray. But yeah. in classic Ray and Lily fashion, which is just so hard to watch in a way, they just spend the Ugh. whole night talking about each other's experiences and them, like basically why they should be together forever but like can't realize yeah. it and the the two the two dates are like wow this is really obvious to yeah. them but not to lily and ray apparently yeah and the, the weird thing too i get it's a little bit i don't know i guess it's weird for both of them in a way it was kind of weird of ray because ray hadn't been like showing this kind of behavior in a little while but it makes sense like it still makes sense yeah. like lily on their hand yeah. like she's ready to sabotage pretty much anyone and any yeah thing that comes in ray's way so that she can be with ray 
which is very um, Ray esque. So shout out to that uh, character swap, basically. Um, yeah, but while while uh, I guess Lily is going to apologize to Mark for like how the night went, because Mark Mark's peacing. He's like, yeah. I I gotta go. He's gotta get Let's out of there. Let's not do this again. And while this is happening, in that like five ten minutes, <laughs> Ray and Grace hit it off basically because they have a chance to actually just like speak together alone. And yeah. that's that's kind of like Lily like sealed her own fate basically she found this one random girl that was just has so happened to be nice enough to uh put up with ray's bullshit for even like half an hour she picks picks like i don't know she picks the worst chance to do this she looks through the window and she sees the two of them doing karaoke on stage and i mean yeah the like the rest is history Mr. Really but i just like again communication i feel like mark is out there and he's just like yeah, you guys are clearly uh, pretty into each other, and that's all this was tonight. It was really fucking weird for me, but anyway, you should probably go for it with him. And Lily's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you think so? Okay, and then she sees him singing karaoke, so she's like, oh, never mind, all hope is lost. Bitch, go in there. Just say something. Wait till they're done their song and be like, Ray, I gotta talk to you. Yeah. Like, there's no commitment here yet. Even if him and him and Grace are, like, clicking, great. There, It's not like he's committed yet. No. Oh my god, it's so annoying. Like Lily, shoot your fucking shot. She never shoots her shot, and it's so frustrating because every opportunity, like she's had so many opportunities, and she just doesn't, and it just makes me so, so mad because no, I'm like, fine, you fucking deserve this then. <laughs> well, that's my a, thoughts. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of heat on the table right now. Um, and then, and then, sorry, do no, you have anything to nope, say about that? Please, I'm I'm here for it. Continue. And then, as I'm fired up about that dumb situation robbie and travis show up yes right when we need them (laughs) right when we need them so travis's big thing with 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 uh just to conclude our b plot travis's big thing with uh with uh, talking to robbie where he's like yeah i might have all these experiences but you've got roscoe and you've got this and blah blah blah. and you know what i've never even done karaoke before and robbie's like you never you never done karaoke so he brings him to do karaoke so they get there and Travis gets up on stage first time ever and he sings this like what is he singing like almost like a Frank Sinatra-esque like yeah like I don't which is like honestly I don't know if it was an actual exactly what I expected like I don't know if it was like an actual cover I don't know I kind of I was trying to take note of that I imagine like for this show they probably like couldn't afford like licensing fees for like actual songs so yeah so it's this weird like this like blues type yeah I guess Sinatra like Tony Bennett a- a- type kind of song. song I don't know yeah and I'm just like sitting there and like I honestly like had a moment I was like I think I hate this See, but I I also think I love it and I'm I'm really confused <laughs> I, I, I actually really liked that because I don't know it's just a nice ending to like the nice bonding experience between Robbie and Travis right? throughout the episode the song itself and Travis himself singing was honestly a little bit cringe but all in all... That's I what th- I mean. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I yeah. was like, I think I hate this, but I kind of love it. You know, but I almost think it would have been worse if Travis was just just this amazing singer. If this whole time Travis was like, <laughs> was like just much better than Lily, I think that would have almost come across a little weird. That would be hilarious. I mean, like, dude carries the tune, no problem. But, like, we're not... He's not singing back up in No Man's Land, so... No, this is this is true. Um, yeah, and that, that, that wraps that up really nicely. Um, but I totally agree i think like the thing with lily and ray at this point is L- ray has made it pretty obvious 
at least twice really that he is yeah. into Lily and, and probably would be again, you know, probably still is to some extent maybe. Um, and mm-hmm. Lily has never expressed that to him. So, you know, say what you want about Ray, but at, at this point, like the ball's definitely not on his court. Like he's just kind of doing what he wants to do. And I think at, at this point it's yeah seems pretty okay. I don't know. Things do heat up though. They do. They do. Do uh-huh. we have any other comments on this episode or should we, should we roll on to the next one? No, I think we can keep going. Yeah, there's, there's one th- more to say, but there, we need more context. We need, we need so. more context, exactly. Um, one song I'll mention from this episode uh, is the song Heartbreaker by the band Riff Randalls. I know that this band played a song in another episode, but I can't remember if it was the same song. It honestly probably was, but shout out Riff Randalls. Um, but let's get into the next one. So this next episode is called Daddy Dearest. This, of course, is episode 12 from season three. Premiered December 3rd, 2004. Uh, And it goes a little like this. Kim invites Robbie to dinner to meet her dad. And at the dinner, River Pierce shows up. Lily is having trouble finding inspiration to write a song for the band's performance. And when she does, she accidentally remakes a band's old song. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot here. There is a lot here. I would say like like the most of the episode spends a lot of time on this dinner. And um, it it all kind of starts with uh, Kim and Robbie having this conversation about taking things more seriously and Kim basically straight up just asks him, let's take the relationship to the next level. I want you to meet my parents, which in a way, no, she says, she says, I want to take it to the next step or this next step. And he's like, what do you mean by that? They're on the phone Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the, in the hallway together. Like they call one of them calls the other one. And then, but they're literally back to back on like the corner of a wall. So like, haha, adorable. It is and she's cute. like, I want to take this relationship to the next step or the next level. And he's like, who, what do you, what do you mean? Like, oh, I actually didn't even clue into that. I didn't even clue into that. Okay. Well, that's how I took it. And I was like, no, I'm sure that's exactly and he's right. Uh, and she's like, I want you to meet my dad or my parents. And Robbie like has this look on his face and just hangs up the phone and walks away. Yeah. Like, fuck. He couldn't handle it. It was great. And she's just like, she's just like, where you, like looks around. He's gone. And oh my God. It's so funny. It is. Hilarious. Ugh, killed like, me. Robbie is just, and like, there's just music playing in the background too. It's like this like war theme <laughs> of like, he's in pure yeah. danger. Um, pretty hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I gotta mm-hmm. say like right off the bat, uh, this is a little bit surprising for Kim. Like, I feel like right up until this point, her and Robbie have been like pretty much on the same page of like where they stand and like, keeping things a secret and this and that. Um, But in this case, she like definitely takes the lead and like takes like the initiative to set up like this dinner or to invite him or whatever. Well, it just, it kind of shows how serious she actually takes their relationship, which is kind of funny because she's, she's always been the one, like he's been very like pro them the whole time. She's the one who's been like, Robbie, I don't want to talk to you right now. Like Like, that's been her the whole time. Right? Like, yeah, you are but a youth compared to me. So it's just kind of funny. Like, it that she's like, I'm going to meet my parents because this is actually a serious relationship, turns out, that no one knows about. Yeah, no. And Again, it, it, fan fiction. <laughs> wow, yes. This really just keeps evolving that way, doesn't it? Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like that. I think it's a, it's a great way to sort of open things up. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should just cover this and then go to the B-plot. Because there, there really okay. exist as two different things. Um, it's true. Very, very not connected. Yeah. Uh, so Kim, yeah. So 
Robbie is obviously, like you were saying, immediately sort of um, <laughs> scared shitless uh, about this. Uh, and in in doing so, she uh, Kim puts Robbie through the test of like, I don't know, preparing for fancy dinners and knowing what like her father likes. And during this point, there's a little bit of foreshadowing, which I just realized right now that River Pierce interrupts their like etiquette date. Yeah. In the studio. Right. Um, which, and then River kind of like. Makes sense. That's make, fine. Yeah. Make, well, actually made enough sense then for sure. Later, barely, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, taking etiquette class. Hey, hey, Robbie. Hmm. You know, you surprised me. And he just kind of like, I don't know. And Robbie just kind of like, fuck, like always some bullshit with like every two. conversation he has with river he's just like god like fucking kill me exactly. or kill yourself like just either or did you ever do like an etiquette class or like did you ever do you know anything about like these bullshit like etiquette rules like dinner rules um, i couldn't tell you which work to use personally i i had i think maybe it was from rfr but like the starting from the outside and work your way in i think i kind of knew that but right. um um i don't I, yeah. I took an etiquette class actually in high school. It was or not a whole class. You know, it takes a lot for someone to admit to that, Kyle. That's really I respect you for that. <laughs> it was part of a. It was part of my home ec class actually. So it was more of like a unit. I was I gonna say, say that sounds like a home ec. It's more of a yeah. unit. Uh, Maybe I did too. Your your aunt may have taught me that. Honestly, like, what do I have to remember? Yo, shout out teachers. Shout out uh, school boards. Your aunt who taught me. Shout out my aunt. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember it just feeling like the most. Like I know people say this a lot. Like, oh man, like why am I gonna need to know algebra for the real world? But I have to say, like yeah. learning that etiquette unit was definitely the most useless thing I've ever studied for in my entire life. <laughs> that much I can say. That's fair. Um, I mean, I think if I, I guess the way I look at it is if I was ever in the room with anyone like like similar to kim's father i've done something wrong i'm not around people that i should be so associating fair, with <laughs> watching it like like yeah if you have to prepare etiquette to meet someone's parents like yeah something's fucked. do you want in that do you want in that family like i mean no. hey maybe that's what floats some people's boats like that's fine but like it just it's not for us i no. don't know that just seems well yeah and, and also just like dude's like a history teacher like or a history professor yeah. which like great that's very you know like good for him but it's like what makes that formal would, you know I, like it just i don't know apparently he's just a yeah well he's a harvard grad he's just a a, a man of great stature a man of <clears throat> high regard yeah. i don't know he, he's he's yeah, kind of I just guess. like a He's kind of just like a character in himself. Like he's just like the fancy guy, yeah. you know, like totally. <laughs> which yeah. is cool. I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting because it makes sense. I think like the episode even where like uh, the Donnie the Dragon episode where like uh, Kim's on the phone with her father and like, oh God, what is she even saying to him? I can't remember. But just knowing how like she was reacting to what he was saying to her and what, she, and what he was saying to her on the phone, it makes a lot of sense with how his character is presented to us now so that checks out without a doubt um this dinner date or i guess evening doesn't even start off well at all because her mother can't attend so it's just the father for the dinner (laughs) which we find out her mom is a doctor so yeah which honestly just kind of just kind of makes sense i feel like they're just like the smart rich family which makes sense um cool very cool 
the, the thing that gets me though is when Robbie drinks the finger bowl. That is pretty hilarious. Um, don't oh, get me wrong. It, it's not that I expect really anyone to know what a finger bowl is, but you have to think that you don't drink a bowl that's that small. Like, there's no way that's where it's your water. Bowl, there's no way that's right? where you drink your water out of. That was pretty hilarious. funny. I gotta say. Um, so things do not start well. Like it's just this awkward date. Like, well, can we hold on? Sorry, before we dive into the date itself, I just want to make a note of the Lily Robbie friendship mm. real quick because <laughs> Lily is the Good one point. getting him ready for this date. She she has she has stolen one of her dad's ties, her dad's best tie, Adorable. and then he's got this little like this little like suit on. And, like, I guess, like, I'm not sure what the context was that, like, Robbie gave her. But, like, she was like, yeah, oh, like, like really trying hard for Kim Carlisle. And he's like, what do you mean, Kim Carlisle? Like, like, he tries to kind of, like, Lily has, Lily knows. Like, Lily has known for a while. Absolutely. After, like, the Cougar Radier calendar thing. Yeah. Like, Lily's known. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for him to, like, try to, like, hide it, I guess. Or, like, not hide it. He opens up pretty quickly. But it's just, like, but he's, like, he's, like how did you know <laughs> like says that and i'm like robbie it's pretty obvious man how, well, did, how do the rest of the guys not know is that's my question exactly like you guys are it. so obvious i mean i guess at this point like there's been so many situations where lily has been like around them or exposed to a relationship or whatever like it's old news yeah. at this point and i think he almost in a way feels that way he's kind of like yeah you know now it's whatever so they have a very trusting relationship and she like Lily tries her best to get him ready for the dinner date, but it's just it's it's a tough sell. Like Robbie's trying to talk to her father about the War of eighteen twelve, and he has doesn't want anything to do about it because that's what he does for work, and he's over it. Eventually, yeah. when it seems like things couldn't get any worse, of course, who shows up? But none other than River Pierce, who is dropping off some so fucking stupid contracts, contracts for his dad, whatever that means. Yeah. Because this is the only fancy restaurant that anyone eats at. So he's like, he's like, yep, this is the place. Oh, look. I guess. I happen to come across. I mean, I, I guess that know. makes sense. I mean, if Roscoe is like a smaller city or town, uh, there probably is not that many, I don't know, steakhouses or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Country <Sure>. clubs, <laughs> golf club. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so River's there. It's just like, I don't know. Like, this is the thing with the river. Yeah. Is they are well, and and Kim's dad knows knows him for some reason, sure. Because they they they're like he knows his dad, I guess. Yeah, I guess course. that that kind of is what they allude to, and that I don't know. I just hate River, like I really do. He's just an asshat, and mm -hmm. I mean, yep. This just doesn't make me like him anymore. You know, mm -hmm. of course, to throw it into the mix as well. Uh, Kim's dad hates RFR. There's just a lot of moving parts here that is just yeah uh, so sad. Robbie, at one point, before River shows up even, he says that in relation to him liking sports, that he kicks butt at Torpedo, which was almost surprising of Robbie. Like, I'm almost surprised at this point that Robbie is bringing out a Torpedo reference from season one. It's a little bit strange, but whatever. Yeah. I guess, to be fair, though, her dad isn't making it easy on him. Like, her... her her dad is no, just being not a fucking all. asshole too at this point. Yeah. Except to River, of course, because everybody just loves River. I don't know. I it's don't know. It's so hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And I think when I was watching it at first, I like thought it was a bit annoying of like the fact that her dad is like so concerned about like what university or college they're going to. 
But then mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, well, Kim and River are in grade 11, so they're not that far yeah. off from, like, thinking about that. Like, that is kind of fair. Robbie's yeah. in grade 9. Like, I don't know if anyone in grade 9 so ever like, does that, that. Like, does her dad know that Robbie is in grade 9? Like, I have no idea. I am going to assume probably not. Has she dropped that bomb to be like, Dad, I want you to meet this 14-year-old that I'm dating? Because, you know, uh, yeah. The the grade 11, grade 9 gap is a gap. Like, the 10... We've been it's over this gap. already, but, like, that is... There's, oh, yeah. There's some issues with that, unfortunately. I don't know. Um, yeah, so... It gets to the point, though, where Robbie is fed up with, like, the bullshit that her, Kim's dad is spewing out. And he's fed up with, like, how much he is putting down Kim in the process. Because his dad's... Not only is his, her dad being really rude to Robbie, but she's being super rude to Kim. And it's, like, not giving her any yeah. respect. And it's embarrassing. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Absolutely. So, I'm Robbie so stands up for, for her. He stands up for Kim in a yeah. very nice way. And you can see Kim, like... Mm-hmm blush and like get really like flattered in the process and robbie just storms out he storms right out yeah he's out he's just like he's like you you have a your daughter is is so smart so beautiful so just like all this stuff honestly it is so it's very sweet the whole thing is just like hell yeah robbie put that foot down hell yeah yeah so it works pretty well and what eventually happens is the the next day after the date robbie kind of like I don't know, does the walk of shame to the Cougar Radio office to like be like, hey, like how'd the rest of last night go? And yeah. Kim's basically Weird like, well, what happened. Kim's like, well, not very well. Like I snuck into my own house. Like that did not go very well. <laughs> um, but while they're having this conversation, Kim's Mr. Carlisle shows up and basically congratulates uh, Robbie for standing Robbie up for to standing him. Robbie for standing up to him. Which he's like, no one's ever had the courage to stand up to me. It's like, yeah, that means you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, no. Like, don't be proud of that. It doesn't absolve him of the way he's been acting, but I mean, no, it, not at all. But it works absolutely, of course, for Robbie yeah. and Kim, and it works in their favor. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's. I mean, they definitely. Uh, at this point, there's been a couple like road, like bumps in the road for Kim and Robbie, but yeah. they've worked through it in really nice ways. And this is a, a yeah. good example of that again. I think. I've like I made a note where I'm just like I think I like going into this I forgot how serious the Kim and Robbie relationship got. Absolutely. I really forgot that it got like like I I knew it happened and I knew that like there's still parts that I remember about it that we haven't even seen yet but like like I I forgot it got this serious. Totally. I think even yeah. if you were to listen back so. to a couple of our first episodes of this podcast, I think mm-hmm. we talk about that where we're like, well, yeah, I remember them dating, but I don't really remember like how serious it got like this is now spanned over all three seasons so far like there's been no like dip of robbie really really looking at anyone else so it's kind of wild and for the record robbie and kim is far more interesting than uh ray and lily at this point i need to make that known Um, i wish people could see me in this podcast because i'm heavily rolling my eyes right now jamie's eyes are about to fall right out they have been rolled um Speaking of Ray and Lily, <laughs> Lily, so that kind of concludes that part of the episode. The other part is Lily is having a hard time writing a new song for the for the band's performance. She has intense writer's block. Uh, even Travis says to her, you know, you got to write a new song. Like your last single's kind of played <laughs> out, <laughs> which is the harsh truth. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's just a fact. Uh, Grace suggests that she should write a song about her and Ray 
Because Ray and Grace are officially now an item, by the way. Um, yeah. Which is hilarious because, like, Lily has Kay. a hard. She's running this. Has a hard time writing the song, and then she's also like still dealing Fuming. with the fact that yeah, Ray is with another girl. Okay, so did you did you pick up on this at all? Because like Grace looks just like Lily. You know what? No, I haven't really picked up on that too much. You think so? Like, 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 other than like, she's got bangs and Lily doesn't have bangs, but like, they look yeah. very similar. Or at least like, maybe the look of them is just very similar. Okay, okay. I don't know. I guess I feel like Ray. Like, yeah, I think there could be something. Ray didn't, to that. Ray didn't choose her, obviously, like we as right. we covered, but it just right. like, but it's just like, it's just her as a character is just, it's almost like a, it's a very like, like, it's like, I don't type. know. It's just, it's, it's like just another, another Lily. Lily. He, yeah. I could yeah. see that. I, yeah, it kind of... The thing is, they kind of introduce Grace just to, like, throw her in. And I don't know exactly how things yeah. go, but I feel like... I couldn't, rem- I couldn't remember if they, like... Like, when they introduced her last episode. I honestly was like, I feel like they get together, but I don't actually think they do. And then I, was, then I made another note saying, I am incorrect. They get together. I guess so. But it's like, just, I don't, I don't remember her very much. But I do though. It's like it's just it's such a strange thing. It There's, is a bit of a strange thing. Uh, I, yeah. I, if my memory serves I remember, me correct. I think like Ray just kind of flip flops yet again, and mm-hmm. he's a bit of yeah. an asshole to her. I think that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember that like the next episode. I remember a lot of it. So yeah. let's get to that one. Okay. Well, anyway, so. Lily's trying to write the song. She can't do it. Travis basically tries to help her with some like meditation and some, I don't know, thought exercises. And the best, mm-hmm. all that really happens for her is that she ends up making another song or a new song that is almost exactly like a cover of some made up band called The Blow Pops. So she's upset because she spent this whole episode trying to write a song. And all she can make is a song that almost sounds identical to another band song. Um, which classic we've all been there right you know so <laughs> what, can, what can you do mm-hmm. uh the episode does kind of end off though with lily looking at a photo of ray of her and ray and she starts to cont- write on a or work and write on a brand new song influenced by yeah. him and that's kind of what leads into this yeah. next episode which is yeah which is funny because they were like who wrote a song about us and our and fate bringing us together and she's like yeah, i'll fucking write a song about you fine yeah the not, the mean spirited nature the mean spirited nature of Lily Randall. I'm telling you, I'm not super into it. But yeah. uh, anyways, let's um, yeah, I don't know. That episode to me was just really about that dinner date, and really just leads into the season finale, the season three. Yeah. Season finale, Jamie. Do you want to mm-hmm. hit us with the deets on this one? I do. I do. All right. Season three, episode thirteen. There will be no encore tonight. Aired December tenth, two thousand four. Lily makes another attempt to express her feelings to Ray. Travis ex- attempts to express his feelings to Bridget. And Kim attempts to reveal her relationship with Robbie to the world. A lot of attempts in this here episode. Many attempts. And there is a lot. There's a lot that happens in this episode. Um, first off, I need to sidetrack us right away. Um, do you fuck yep. with encores? <laughs> are you a fan like, of encores? Do you think encores are cool? At... Sh- like actual encores at a concert? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. You heard me. Yeah. You fuck with encores? I fuck with them. I don't fuck with them. Only because I know they're ha- only because they're ha- I know they're happening. I want them to happen quick though. Don't make me yeah, wait for yeah. the encore. 
Have you I'll ever- stick around for it, but like, don't make me wait for it. When an encore happens, God, here we go. When an encore happens, how many songs do you think a band should play? Like just one or like, what do you think? Three. Three is a good number. I remember the first time yeah. I saw this band Stars, this great Canadian band Stars, they played a five song encore and it actually kind of blew my mind. Okay. A little bit long. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Yep. Black Parade Tour 2007. Oh, God. I knew this was Michael Romance plays the entire hey. Black Parade album, leaves, and their encore is coming back out, not in their Black Parade outfits, and, pl- and playing play all of cheers, like the, yeah, the yeah. rest of their songs that they, the that singles, are hits basically. or that people like. Pretty much, yeah. And so, like, their technical encore was what, like, seven songs? Yeah. It was like, it was the singles and like a couple other tracks from the, from the, from yeah. the second album yeah yes <laughs> huge um i guess okay, in that case i fucked with that encore because it was kind of like um i don't want to get too much into the my chemical romance lore you know here. The, the concert i remember the concert ending and i've been i me okay. being like Hear what me about the other songs like, i thought though that it was kind of like part of the performance where it was like this is the black parade this isn't my chemical romance now my chemical right. romance is out do you know what i mean does that yeah. make sense? I, yeah, I, that's totally how I read it as well. Anyways, very cool. I think Anyways. encores are also s- mostly stupid, though. Like, I just don't do an encore. Just keep playing. I don't know. Just me. Okay, anyhow, thought I'd bring that up. Just want to express my feelings on Well, encores. Kyle, good news. Good news. There, there will <laughs> be no encore tonight. I know. That's why it caught my attention. I was like, yo, I, I can respect that. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> episode opens up with No Man's Land rocking out. They have read, wrote, they, they've made their debut track, <laughs> and it... Sounds mm-hmm. pretty good, honestly, all things considered. Um, yeah, and they're ready for the big performance at the Roscoe Soundwave. Um, what does start? What starts off all of the drama that sort of ensues in this episode are because uh, there's like there is a C plot, there's a B plot, there might even be like a, a D plot in this episode. Basically, though, I'm, a lot of plots. We'll try our best to go in order here. I think it starts off with Kim and Robbie. Um, talking about you know their relationship as always uh and kim decides that it's time to finally tell the world that they're dating uh and robbie doesn't really know what to say or do um in fact he's kind of caught off guard and he says he needs more time and while he's doing this as though he like (laughs) didn't realize she was taking it seriously when he met her fucking dad well yeah and while he's like trying to digest that i guess ray shows up (laughs) right behind kim and he calls he calls you see what he says he says like he asks kim if she's about to go like uh, attend a succubus seminar which is like a really weird burn like <laughs> calling someone a succubus like to me that seems pretty harsh but also it's kind of funny <laughs> so anyway <laughs> yeah um and that kind of starts off the whole dynamic of ray and kim and how they should tell the world about the relationship i feel that not ray and kim robbie and kim sorry robbie and kim for me it feels like robbie he obviously loves like kim he wants to tell people but it's it's the rfr thing yeah. right like he wants to be able to it's be the op- rfr that's 100 yeah. it he wants to be open and i think honest if he were to, if he said to ray not right there in that moment but like if he told like the rest of his friends literally just ray, ray and travis i guess if he was like yeah i actually like me and kim have actually been a thing for a while they'd be like Robbie, what the fuck? But also they'd be like, okay, like if that's what makes you happy, you know, like they, I, I feel like they would understand. It's tricky though, because I agree. No, I think they would understand, but 
at the same time yeah. they like, under, they would understand like the kim side of it but they would be like dude she hates our show exactly she hates you specifically question mark like even in a hypothetical world where robbie tells kim about him being question mark and she's okay and cool with that is she not gonna tell anyone like she is the host of the other rival station like that is that is a, a very tight rope like to any fight they get into like yeah no absolutely like, that's, uh, yeah. it's just dangerous and obviously i think robbie is understanding that he gets that but he can't yeah. explain that to he's him. in a he, he's in a real uh a real clark kent situation right here <sighs> no he well yeah throwback to another episode he's title. like do i do i take off my glasses <laughs> For her to see the Superman underneath, I don't know. No, he he's 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 honestly just fucked. He's totally fucked. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's even like a weird like kind of an offline that uh, River throws. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's a good time during this uh, week to just uh, air out any uh, secrets you guys have while he's like staring right at them he's, like, through the staring at them the window. Which is honestly okay. I hate, I hate him. I really do. But it's also like a really funny kind of like addition. The fact like, like Lily knows about Robbie and Kim, but like, so does River, obviously, yeah, you know, totally. he's been, a, he's, he's, he knows. And he obviously like, he walked, he showed up on their date. Like, it's just like, yeah, he totally knows. A and funny bonus that like, that Robbie fucking hates this guy. Ugh. And he knows one of, one of his biggest secrets. Yeah. And I mean, I guess too, yeah. like, I guess a bonus for Robbie in a way is that river hasn't told anyone yet i guess that's yeah, something true but i don't know yeah um meanwhile lily is starting to feel some pressure for the big performance at Soundwave, uh and grace suggests to her that while performing she should just look at one single person and just perform to them in the crowd and that'll help her uh and she looks she, <laughs> she hears that advice and she just basically starts staring at ray right then at the at the lunch table thinking like okay perfect. super normal and yeah i don't know it's kind of weird too because grace kind of catches her staring at him and ray yeah. doesn't ray's like looking at his lunch or something or his notebook and doesn't catch on to it but mm -hmm. like i don't know if i was grace i definitely would be feeling like okay like something is going on between these two like from the get-go like the first day she met ray something was weird about it so this doesn't yeah. help i don't think um Meanwhile, even God, so much shit is going on here. Meanwhile, Travis is waiting on a phone call from Bridget because she is supposed to come back to Roscoe that day. And yeah, also Ray has been prank calling him constantly, which is kind of hilarious to be honest. Uh, and, it was pretty funny, yeah. Uh, so Travis is excited to see Bridget again, like his girlfriend. He's been talking about her nonstop. He's gonna see her again finally. She's moving back to Roscoe, I believe, still. Um, and that's kind of the stage for those three dynamics. So we have, you know, Grace and Ray and Lily, we have Robbie and Kim and we have Travis and Bridget. The whole gang is involved in some sort yeah. of uh, triangle or issue. Yeah. Um, however, the one thing I do need to bring up is <laughs> one band that we get mentioned, that gets mentioned that I know will come up later. Uh, is while they're talking about love and romance, uh, Travis says, oh, here's a band who knows how to say, I love you. It's the truths do the okay i don't know if anyone out here listening right now <laughs> knows who the fuck the trues are but i know we definitely do I they know come Cana up they, they come, come up in like next season they definitely do and i know canadians know the trues big time mm -hmm. jamie do you fuck with the trues i i never fucked with the trues other than radio free roscoe 
I will always remember how lame I thought it was that RFR had the trues on. Because I always thought <laughs> that RFR was so cool with the music and like their bands, like even to this day, I don't know who they are. They just like would pick cool, like undiscovered, obscure yeah. bands to have on the show. I will always, will always think it was so fucking lame that RFR had the trues on. Because the trues for the record totally suck. The trues suck big time. One time the trues played our local... Um, exhibition or a local fair that we have every summer Saskatoon uh-huh. X and they played a rendition of their song Tired of Waiting for a, like I think it was a 12 minute version like it just kept going they just kept saying how tired they, they were of waiting and how tired they were and aren't we all I I just can't express enough how that was maybe the worst performance I've ever seen so I don't want to be too harsh to the trues um, I think I already have been but <laughs> I was um, gonna say, are uh, sure? But um, yo, I don't fuck with the cheers. I just needed to be known. Not a huge fan. I'm sure they're great people, but music not for me. Anyhow, that was a distractor for the episode. But uh, you're right, Jamie. It will get worse in episodes to come. Okay. <laughs> uh, at this moment, uh, Bridget finally arrives or calls Travis actually, and he's very stoked. Yeah. Probably a little too stoked. Like we were yeah. talking earlier, Travis has kind of been, ca- he's become this like puppy dog kind of about yeah. her. I don't know what he's, you would call it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in to for him, he says he's just like, it's, it's all love, right? Like he's yeah. just blinded by love, but it's still very strange. Also super funny because he's like, well, guys, I got to dip out early from the show. She's waiting at Mickey's. I was like, don't you guys have homes? Like you got you got nowhere else to meet, huh? Like she just flew in from Hong Kong or wherever she came from, and and she's like, "Yep, off to Mickey's." Sure, well, okay. Well, no, they meet at Why Mickey's not? because uh, he is taking her for another tour of the town. He takes her for another tour of the town, and he says, "Like, weren't you excited?" I to stand see- by everything I just said. Like she just flew in from Hong Kong or whatever, and he's like, "Off we go." Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I do. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll get into it a little bit later, but I feel a little bit bad for Travis, but he's definitely being a bit annoying. There's just no doubt about it. Um, yeah. No Man's Land is practicing for their big set. Um, it's it's a lot of pressure for them. Lily admits to Parker that the song that they wrote is actually about Ray. And Parker, <laughs> Parker being the great friend as always, she's like, I'm not really sure if that's a good idea to play this song about Ray or like... Do you think that, like, she's yeah. just trying to, like, pick Parker her brain about just it. just has, like, she's really, like, she's she's got a good, like, feel on the situation. She's got a, what, what is it, a moral a moral compass? I think Parker has a good yeah. moral compass. I think that's the term. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I think the original song is You Belong to Me. Is is that kind of what it was supposed to be? Yes. They kind of, we get a little, a little, just a little chorus of it. And it's, yeah, you, you belong to me is the song which of course is saying so, ray belongs to lily but what parker yeah. has to remind which, lily like, unfortunately is that lily. ray is dating is, ray is dating someone whose name is not lily Randall. not lily <sighs> which, and lily's like i just have to go for it like she just is very like yeah classic which i can kind of respect like, to an extent lily. but it, in my mind it's like just way way too late on that front like you, yeah. you, you took oh, your yeah. sweet ass time yeah um yeah you know i don't know i don't know there's one thing i didn't really understand is ray is trying to write something to grace i think poetry for grace and 
he says to Lily that he is scared to kiss her because he's worried that someone will... F- hey, hold on. No, no, wait, wait. No, no, no. That's not what's happening. They talk about this on the show, and it's something about oh, like, right. missed right, opportunity, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, right? So, so pretty much Ray says, well, guys, do you ever, like, you know, you're blow-drying your hair, and you think you hear the phone ringing, but as soon as you turn off the blow dryer, you, there's no, nothing's ringing. And you you just have to wonder if it was ever ringing in the first place where I'm like, well, dude, I mean, go check and see if you had any missed calls. It's not that hard. Easy enough. But like, but po- poetically, yeah. great little little thing, right? Where it's like, missed, it's all about missed opportunity. And then he says this and like, he says this to Lily, right? And then, so they talk about it later and he says how like he's scared to, or he hasn't kissed her. I guess he hasn't kissed her at all yet, hey? Yeah, and so he's worried that if he That's, does, he's going to feel like... He just worried he's gonna, that he's... He's, he's not going to hear the phone ringing. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting If he kisses thing. her. But why would he tell Lily this? Because it's like, Ray, so... But it's like, okay, so like, Ray, do you know? Do you know then? Like, like, what do you say? It's like, I hate this because like, they sometimes give Ray these little like poetic things. And where yeah. like, it makes it a lot bigger brain than, it, than, than he ever is any other time. And I'm just like, does he... like? Does he get it or no? It's really hard to tell. I it just it, it frustrates me because it's like it's a it's a nice moment because of, of it's him kind of being like mm, I don't want to miss the phone and then Lily's like it's me I am the phone that is ringing I have to tell him that I am the phone that is ringing so he doesn't miss the call you know and actually yeah that's a good point because when it, now I think about it like I don't know it's weird because I think the way Ray is feeling is fair because he's been so obsessed with Lily mm-hmm. for so long he finally has this new girl yeah. that he likes. And he's just worried about it. Like, it's a sort of a new, big commitment to start something serious with someone new. I can understand that. That's yeah. fair. But it's weird because he's telling Lily about it. Like, he should be telling this to, like, Robbie or, like, <laughs> Travis, really anyone else. But him telling this to Lily yeah. is, like, a whole different context. I don't really yeah. I don't really blame Ray for feeling that way totally. But you're right. Like, I guess, I guess the whole thing is he hasn't made up his mind yet, which is just kind of unfortunate. But... This yeah. interaction between the two of them is just makes things so messy. Um, it does. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, we finally see Travis and Bridget together again, and Travis is like noticeably, uh, you know, obsessed with Bridget, and you can kind of tell that uh-huh. she's just not quite into it. Yeah. And they have this kind of exchange just, in the I hallway. Think it's kind of interesting, just because like like when she appeared last time, and he really held back, right? And then that was the whole thing is that he like was really holding back on his feelings, and it's like now he's just like ah, like just completely obsessed and it's just kind of it's just yeah you can see how much has like changed i guess i guess so for him um interestingly enough though parker kind of sees this interaction in the hallway and tells travis basically like oh like if you really like this girl you should just tell her like you should tell her you love her and travis is like you know what thanks for the advice and he like gives her this hug and Parker's okay, but he like, also is like, I just, I've never, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never told anyone that I love them before. And I'm like, Travis, you're 14. It's okay. <laughs> it's not that weird. I mean, when you're 14 and someone tells you they love you, you're gonna believe it. Mm, yeah. Or 15. Are you? Probably not. Um, so <laughs> sometimes you just, sometimes you just gotta post a live, lava, live, I love you video on their Facebook timeline, and that's all it takes. That is actually all it takes. That's true. That does happen. Shout out Live Love Live. Mm-hmm. Shout, out Mitchell, shout out Mitchell Davis. Shout out um, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> which this whole... But yeah, so he gives, he gives Parker this hug. Which is a little bit of And every time they interact, I'm just like... I'm like... Argh! I mean, let's just get it out of the way, Jamie. We know they get together. We know it. 
And we so, know they do. And so that Ugh. is kind of nice to see. And I can't wait for it. I kind of, I'm, I'm getting more excited about it too, to be honest. Especially honestly, I think after seeing this side of Travis, like seeing how he can be about a girl, because it's not like he was like this with Audrey, right? Like he was still very like closed up about it. Yeah. And like obviously him and Lily was just a fucking garbage fire the whole time. <laughs> right. Definitely. But like to see that he is able to be like actually have emotions for someone and like show them. Yeah. And like knowing how Parker is, it's oh, just like I'm excited for it. He's a. Uh, but anyways, grown we have to, we have to get through, right? We have to get through the Travis and and Bridger relationship first. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get great. there. Uh, moving on though to Kim and Robbie, they have this interaction in the yeah. hallway where Kim just straight up Ugh. confronts Robbie exactly about his insecurities, where she says like, yeah, she wants to commit, but you just like don't want that even though you won't like vocalize it to me however she obviously doesn't know like the nuance of why he can't and yeah that just creates the conflict um while this is happening of course just of course uh river is right behind them and he can see that they're having a bit of a like a argument or like i don't know disagreement and he he literally asks kim out to sound wave just to complicate things even more like damn it river i hated this well and so so kim says to her it says which is very like it's a very strange thing to say but she says i might not be at roscoe for as long as you think which is also foreshadowing believe it or not foreshadowing as hell (laughs) but i was like oh shit is that like is that now which would make sense it's the end of the season but that's true yeah yeah that could have made sense um i'm not sure exactly uh we'll get there i suppose but basically Yeah. yeah like Kim is just kind of reluctant. I don't know. She's just kind of, she's kind of just tired of Robbie's shit, I guess, to some extent. Yeah. She doesn't quite understand it. It's just unfortunate for everyone, really. And so River. Yeah. Well, she a- thinks she thinks he's just embarrassed of her, which is not the case at all. He's embarrassed. Exactly. Or not embarrassed, but he's just like, he's worried about his own alter ego. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, you could you, you could call it selfish, but it's it's also just like hard. He has a hard time trying to explain it, yeah. which is just unfortunate. And I yeah. get it. That's it's a There's tough. A lot of level. It's a tough thing. Yeah. And River kind of asks Kim to this to Soundwave in a pretty like harmless way, more or less, and she accepts fairly yeah. harmlessly. However, I don't know if like even though you haven't like told people publicly that you're dating, and, but you're still an item. Yeah. I don't know if I would go to something with someone else just for fun. Like I don't know. That seems a little bit harsh to Robbie, honestly. Well, and like, and it's it's not like Robbie's going with Lily because they're both dateless. This is River it's asking Kim. Yes, and exactly. there's been this weird dynamic between them this whole time. Oh, so it is. It's, it's definitely like spiteful. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely, so. which is too bad. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Um. We quickly get another scene of Grace gifting a lucky guitar strap to Lily because Ray gave her some insight. Very kind. Very kind. Ray told her that, you know, Lily likes this one blues artist and Grace's father just so happens to like know that same artist and got this guitar strap, gives it to Lily for good luck. And it it is weird, right? Because Grace has this moment of like just trying to be nice, but also trying to get some understanding about her and ray's relationship from yeah. lily which yeah little does she Isn't know super weird that that's the worst person you should be asking however yeah to lily's credit grace kind of should know she handles it some, pretty but grace should probably know some weirdness but, because the way they met that night it was clear that lily and true. ray had something going on well and honestly like i just think it's not like they're 14 i will give them i'll give them the benefit of the doubt here but it's like if Ray is starting a relationship with 
Grace. Yeah. Do you think, like, should he not have had this discussion with her already being like, hey, probably Lily and I kind of have a history here, but it's okay because she has rejected me many times. So like, we're good. Don't you worry. Cause that's his side of it, I guess. But like, you know, like the, like in, in general, like obviously like you can see that they have a very close friendship, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of on Ray to have that conversation too and be like, yeah, we've kind of been through some weird shit, but just, I don't know. That's true. And like, it's not like, it's not like the situation was really that downplayed either. Like there were some relatively traumatic experiences between the two of them. Like, it's not like Dre just, or Ray just had like a little crush on Lily and never talked about it or nothing ever happened. It was a lot more serious than that. So you're right. It kind of was on Ray Uh, and that's too bad for Grace because she's being just very nice about everything. Yeah. And and Lily kind of doesn't fucking care too. She like as soon as she gets the strap, she like walks away, and then Grace is like almost in tears, like um, uh, uh, does does Ray like me? And then there's just like this awkward, awkward back and forth between the two of them. But whatever. After that, we're finally at Soundwave. We finally get there. My and- first note was, man, I miss concerts. Oh, tell me about it. I was at a live oh. stream concert uh recently and uh it was pretty it was on zoom it was a pretty entertaining moment uh this local band not this it's pretty fun it's just not the same it's just not the same it's true it's just not the same (laughs) um this is something that i really wanted to bring up though was right before they're about to go on stage i can't remember exactly how it comes up i think parker is again just being like lily are you sure like you want to like do what you're about to do type thing and Lily is like, well, they're getting they're getting ready to head to Soundwave, and Lily's yeah. like scribbling down lyrics, which like she's had this mental block for lyrics for a while, so like go hard, girl. But she's just like scribbling stuff down really right, quick. So yeah. then once they're at the show, like they well, have this I conversation. Guess, I don't know if we want to. I think we might as well get there. We might yeah, as well get there. Yeah, yeah she's kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, like are you like are you sure you want to publicly? I don't know. Make this public essentially. So totally, like, yeah. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, get wrecked, dude. But so. it's it's more than that though. She's like, I'm Lily Randall, always doing the right thing. I'm the girl next door, and it's like, okay, hold on. Like, no one's ever thought of you that way, Lily. Like, <laughs> like yes, you have done no. very many things not right. Exactly. That's exactly what I wrote down. Like, um, not quite. You've done many things not right. Like, I don't know. She calls herself the girl next door, which. Parker kind of acknowledges that and says, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Like maybe because that means you're respected. (laughs) Exactly. People like you. Like I I see what Lily's getting at. Like the trope of the girl next door is like not what she wants to like be considered or, you know, uh, described as like, that's very fair. And there's like toxic traits with that for sure. But Parker's like, I don't think it's just that. I think you're just, we like you because you're generally nice to people. There's no reason you need to be mean right now or vengeful. Yeah. Yeah. So before we before we close up that like like this part gets dramatic I guess a little bit yeah I feel like can we tie up the other the other ends of the episode first sure where do you want to like, start I mean that's how it went in the episode. do you want to go to well, Travis maybe so sure so um Travis and Bridget come to Soundwave and Travis is still being a like hard eyed puppy yeah and it's adorable um uh, but like it's kind of funny like Bridget kind of. We, and you kind of got the vibe earlier that she was, like, less into it. But, like, she gives him this whole speech about how she's, like, I don't think this is a good idea anymore. She's, like, because I, I think I'm ready for you, but you're not ready for me. Which is, like, 
she just seemed very emotionless in all of it. I was like, this is seems a little too easy for her. Like, because she just says stuff about how, like, he has, you have more to, like, I don't know, go through. I don't know. I don't even know. It just was, it, it was just kind of a very weird, she was very blunt, just like, yeah, Travis, like, I just don't think, like, this is, we're on the same page here. Like, I, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for you, Brianna, ready for me. And he's like, but Bridget, I, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. But I just, I, like, it's just not the time. I don't know. It was really kind of weird. Yeah, I don't and know. And so then she kisses him and then leaves. <sighs> Yeah, I kind of feel two ways about this. In, in, in some ways, I think it was just like a somewhat cold but like mature take from Bridget where she's kind of like Travis like is just being sort of needy of her. Like he feels like she he needs her to be a better person, but she's more just like, no, you just have some like growing up to do, I think. Like I need you, but you don't need me. I don't know. It's a little bit like. Yeah, it's a little. It seems like kind of a cop out. It's a little bit of a cop out, but I I think there is something there. However, on the other hand, I do feel like they just needed a way to write Bridget out of the show. I think they're yeah. just like let's just I get just her wish, out of her. but I, I wish they would have just like brought her back and her be like, yeah, I'm actually like dating someone back in wherever I live. Yeah, I mean that would have been you know kind of devastating for him. But I mean but either I guess- way, either way, he's pretty sad. I'm sure. Like I don't know. I, I do kind of feel bad for Travis. It was kind of just like he was trying to like write his wrongs, but it was just like yeah, just never gonna work. I guess basically. Yeah. Unfortunate. And meanwhile, we have Kim and Robbie who are both at Soundwave, of course, and they see each yeah. other and they Kim basically is there with River. Yes. Robbie is there with his arms crossed. Oh, yeah. And they talk about how crazy they are about each other. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Kim kind of makes the motion of just like, OK, well, like, are you in or are you not? Like, let's let's decide this right now. Yeah. And Robbie just basically has one giant secret, and because of that, they can't be together. He doesn't yep. really say that exactly, but he just he just says no, <clears throat> and just to sh- shove a huge dagger right through Robbie's heart, Kim runs off and hugs River, like into River's arms. Which, like, hey, <sighs> I thought she didn't like River either. You know, like I thought she just like put up with him because of the because of Cougar Radio and everything. I didn't think she actually liked him either. I didn't think so either. I think this is a little bit, a little bit spiteful and a little Mostly bit like a, she's just upset. Yeah. So she like confides in him. Sure. But just to make River just the biggest piece of shit, he winks at Robbie while he's while she's hugging him. Like it's just hard to watch. Vomit everywhere. Really yeah, unfortunate. And so at this point, the those those two scenarios just are kaput. Like yeah. nothing's working out for so Robbie. So here's the thing. Nothing's Nothing like they don't say it or anything. That's the that's it for Kim and Kim and Robbie. Here's the thing. I don't think she comes back next season initially. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think we just we just suddenly next season she's gone. And there's like a I think there's probably a reason behind it, but I just like she doesn't get a a send off essentially. Well, we'll get there. I'll just put it this way. I know for a Mm -hmm. fact we have two major Degrassi cast members who come on the show next season, but we will we will get there. Uh, (laughs) Um so that kind of does that and then to sort of wrap up the the finale here more or the less heartbreak to wrap up the heartbreak exactly yeah. um river pierce introduces no man's land as more female power than anyone can handle um okay sure i okay i, I, I guess thanks river does you river a little bit weird but all right uh yeah. and they go on stage and they start playing a new song and lily's just kind of she says like she's like oh yeah it kind of goes straight to- up goes she goes 
This one's for you, Ray. <laughs> like, just they're into the microphone, yeah. and like Ray and Grace are there, and Ray's kind of like, uh, what, do you, what, what do you mean for me? And she changes up the song oh. and doesn't tell her band until right then. Yeah. And she requests yeah. a spotlight just to make things even more so funny. dramatic. But she's like, she's like, same, same, play the same song, different lyrics, just like follow along, which like I feel like band, like, TV, like shows do this. I don't think that works. I don't know if it works. I am not a musician, but I just feel like if you're like, yeah, just, just play with me. It's like, I don't know. Maybe people I, can do that. And I just don't understand it. I think it, some but, people probably could. But they're just cool with it too. I think some people probably could, but I don't know if like a, a new band like No Man's Land who've been playing yeah. for about a month would. No offense yeah. to No Man's Land, but. <laughs> Anyway, right. so the song, so she starts off the song with all of these like just thing, references to Ray, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. But instead of the chorus singing, you belong to me, it's now you belong to someone else, not me. And yeah. honestly, dude, I sang along to this whole song. I remembered me so too. many lines from this episode. Can oh. I name any of them right now? Definitely not. But like as they were said in the episode, I like said them along oh. with because apparently I actually remembered this episode very clearly oh, in my I remember somewhere in my in my brain. I remember this episode so much. And there's been a couple of our episodes like this where it's just fucking yeah. jam-packed with things in it that it feels like separate episodes yeah. or separate seasons. Yeah. So much happens in this one. I remember specifically downloading the new No Man's Land song offline yeah. and watching that like so fucking much. Um, and yeah. like the cl- and I think even the clip of them playing was definitely yeah. like a clip on like family.ca or the end.com. Like definitely. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So the song I totally remember too. And the, while the song is playing, like you can kind of see Grace feels a bit uncomfortable because the lyrics are super yeah. specific. However, yeah. in awkward for everyone, I guess, as soon as the song oh, is Oh, I done, hated this so much. Not even just because the song is in during the song. They're making out. <laughs> they're making out. So they finally kiss. Ray is like, this is the moment. I, I should decided. probably kiss her. Seriously? I <sighs> mean, in a way, I make, like, I'm trying I to understand. It. For Ray, it kind of makes sense because it's like, well, now yeah. I know. But it, for Lily, it's a fucking dagger. Like, that hurts so much. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, There's it's a lot not, of layers. Like, I don't know. The thing is, so the way I read this, okay, is it's, it's not Lily giving her blessing of you belong to someone else, not me. It's her expressing the fact that she doesn't want him to belong to him. She's she's putting it out there that you, be- I you agree. currently belong to someone else, not, right? So, like, that's... No, I, absolutely. Okay, that's how you... Okay, that's exactly great. it. Um yeah, it's not a blessing. It's it's her telling him like you you belong to someone else, not me. But I want it to be me. But of course, Ray is just not the smartest um, guy in the bunch, so he doesn't. I think he reads that as like a, a blessing being given to him and being like, okay, yeah, I should be. Yeah, with Grace. exactly. Yeah. So they so kiss. Anyways, the song Ray, is Ray over. Ray is a dumb bitch, <laughs> yes. and he starts leaving, which is super weird. It is a bit he, like, weird. They just right? start like running out. Yeah. And Lily's trying to get his attention, and she's like, Ray, Ray, and then she, I guess, accidentally unplugs her. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, she purposely unplugs her guitar. I don't know. And then she's running after, trying to run after them. And she's like, Ray. And she's this. I remember this part so vividly of her trying to run after them into the crowd, but the crowd then just like engulfing her. And she goes, Ray, I love you. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. And I'm almost positive. No, no, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. He, sorry, he stops. Yes. And he's like, Did I hear anything? (laughs) And it's, did he hear the phone ring? Was that the phone ringing? Did he hear her say, exactly. I love you? Exactly. And then it ends. 
<laughs> and I'm almost positive that ending is actually what opens the next season. Like that is like the opening to like remind us what was going on. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty positive yeah. that's what happens. The same way they the same way they did like the Lily Travis <sighs> kiss right. to start off you, this season. Yeah, of course. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it, it's it's heated. So things and I guess in a way the only person who's coming out good is Ray, you know, somewhat. Or like yeah. like doing well. Everyone else, Lily's down in the dumps. Robbie's down the dumps. Yeah. Travis is down the dumps. Things are not looking good for most of this crew. Um, yeah. And I, yet again, <laughs> the Lily and Ray saga continues where they both have to figure out what the Ugh. fuck they're doing. But yeah. I have to admit, I love this episode. I think it ended on such a this high note. Great. And like the last I three agree. episodes that we talked about leading up to this, they just yeah have such a good conclusion they'll, with this episode. They'll float. Yeah. Totally. They all flowed so well. And it's just, they, they, they did. They weirdly all kind of went together absolutely they did no i uh like the only the only real subplot that didn't fit was the robbie travis like yeah, the, uh trying to be more worldly that was the only thing that wasn't super like relevant yeah i mean those things happen too it's hard to always ignore them yeah. um yeah overall i thought i thought this was a really good way to end the season i thought these last four episodes in general were really good some of them were just a bit like not quite filler, but they were just like adding to a common goal. Um, yeah. The music from this episode, yeah. of course, we have the trues with not ready to go. Yeah. We have a band called Hawaii with a song called Break You. And then we have the 68s yet again with their song, What's a Boy to Do, which they perform live at Soundwave, actually, which is kind mm -hmm. of cool. So shout out yeah. to that. Um, any, any last thoughts on these episodes, Jamie? I don't know. I'm pretty fired up, honestly. I'm excited. Again, as usual, I'm so excited to dive into the next season just because like... I am too. Now we're, we're we're at the end, right? Like we're diving into the last season. We've got 13 episodes to go. 13 and reasons like, why. There's things I remember that I'm like, it's going to happen in these next 13 episodes. We haven't even you know? seen Jake like, Epstein yet. Like things are about to get Oh my God, wild. Jake Epstein. Holy God. Yeah, well... Yeah, it's just... Uh, I'm stoked. I think we have a lot to uh, look forward to. If any listeners out there uh, want to, you know, follow along with us, we will post the <laughs> a link to a great YouTube playlist in the show notes so you can watch with us to see what happens in the next season. We'll be covering the next three episodes of the show, as always. This week we do four just to kind of round out the season, but we normally do three. Um, you can yep. also contact us at myteenagespodcast at gmail.com or myteenagespod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and if you like the show, you enjoy what it's about, what we're doing, please uh, feel free to tell a friend or rate us, uh, review us on uh, iTunes or I guess Apple Podcasts. God, I'll just never remember to say that. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, all that good <laughs> stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, we're coming to a close somewhat and shortly on Radio Free Roscoe, but we will be covering other shows in the future. So if you have any suggestions, please let us know. We're still taking those. So thank you everyone for listening. This has been My Teen Inks as a podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jamie. You guys take care. <laughs>